the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. So we have an Ebola czar now, which is nice. He's going to oversee the U.S. response to the Crisis, I think that's probably fair to say. Uh, pandemic, epidemic, what are we calling it these days? How does it make you feel? We have an Ebola czar. Um, in West Africa, 4,500 people have died from the virus. A former chief of staff to Vice President Joe Biden, trusted advised the Obama White House, Ron Klain. He's a lawyer. He served as chief of staff for Al Gore and was a key figure during the 2000 Florida presidential election recount. I uh, previously served under Attorney General Janet Reno in the Clinton administration. Uh, management credentials. Uh, that's about all I can say, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a potential Ebola carrier stuck on a cruise right now in isolation. And, like, this gets kind of scary, right? Like, would you want to be any of the other people on that cruise? Probably not. J.P. Morgan is planning to build a massive $6.5 billion headquarters in New York City. Sometimes in history it shows, like, you've peaked when you start building big monument buildings in honor of yourself. Um, so this is not necessarily a good thing. A list of concessions uh, to get it done, lower sales tax on construction materials, job training grants, an underground passageway between both towers. Um, it's going to occupy as much space as two Empire State Buildings, 62-story tower, 40-story tower. Uh, one's going to be 62, one's going to be a 40-story tower. It's pretty massive. But New York City had to give up about a billion dollars in concessions to get the $6.5 billion business thrown up. Um, again, egregious, kind of, right? Um, T. Boone Pickens. He's one of those Texas oil men that I throw out there. Um, he's just fun to listen to talk. 
because he's got that crazy, stupid Texas accent that's like almost a caricature. He's an energy mogul. He didn't earn his fortune with help, the help of others. He, some of his best advice out there is just, it's pretty simple and pretty pragmatic. He doesn't like President Obama. Interesting. Samsung has a new Chromebook that is dirt cheap, but it's getting great reviews. And that's one of the problems with technology, smaller, cheaper, faster. Now, that's kind of old technology, right? Because new technology is more about social engagement, how many users, amount of time spent. But back in the days of Microsoft, Intel, you know, the hard drive makers, Dell, the compacts, uh, it was always about smaller, cheaper, faster. You know, the problem with technology is smaller, cheaper, faster. And very, very, very competitive is what I'm getting at. And now it's more, I mean, just listen to this. For $249, Google's Dex, you get Google's desktop operating system. It gets a web browser. Um, it, no, it's not the Mac operating system. No, it's not the Mac. Did you see the displays there they're showing? Oh, molly. The, the new Mac this glass of the screens are just stunning. Um, so $249, and the reviews on this thing are just fantastic. And that's a bit of a problem. Again, why? Because it's tough to make money when things are so cheap. Beauty about Apple, whether you like them or not, and what they did with the iPhone 6, I think, is genius. They came out with one version that has very low-end storage and one version that has very high-end storage. And the high-end storage is way crazy more expensive, but there's no metal. So you could either get a phone that you could basically do nothing with, like you can put two movies on it, or you can get the high-end version. And that's genius, because their margins are going to skyrocket. And that's why Apple's next move up, I question, how long can they keep premium pricing going? But they figured out a way to do it with this phone cycle. Oil prices are falling. And that's one of the big stories that's not really being told as a story, the collapse in oil. The collapse in oil is really, really bad for Russia. It's worse for Venezuela, Nigeria, Oman, Saudi Arabia. Um, a lot of people think that break-even on oil is right around $85, maybe 86 87 If the price remains depressed, countries will be either forced to borrow more to cover the shortfall in oil tax revenues um, or backtrack on spending promises. So there's a realization right now that the OPEC reaction function has changed and the U.S. shale barrel is now likely the first swing barrel. So U.S. shale barrels of oil should be the new swing, uh, given how easily it can be scaled up and or down. You might remember at the start of this week, Saudi Arabia talked about oil, and they said it's going to be a two-year problem, these prices, one to two years. Now, immediately the United States is going to get a benefit from that because we consume the most gasoline, and it should continue to fall for the foreseeable future. And every penny drop at the pump equals about a billion dollars of consumer spending over a year. So we're going to get a stimulus in our economy. And again, people are like, well, market's going down. Get out, jump, run! I'm like, no, no, no. Oil's going down too, and that's going to help us. Uh, just relax. Relax. Chill. Chill, baby. Chill. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 
anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Yesterday, Apple revealed some new iPads, and it's an amazing consumer product. It may not be have the replacement cycle of a phone. And for the record, my phone's like acting all crazy buggy now. Like I'll call people and they can't hear me, and that's a little bit on the frustrating side because, in theory, that's what you want. Um, body was found today of August Osage County actress Misty Upham, 32 years old. Ultimately, we all die. Um. There's an investment angle there. Sometimes it's tied towards depression and medications that people take. Sometimes it's tied towards, you know, making sure you have enough insurance to replace your income. The only reason to get life insurance, like when I had, I was a single guy living in San Francisco. And no life insurance because I had a cat. You know, if you die, the cat gets the money. Sweet. No, no life insurance. It, you die with a mortgage, no worries if you're single. Then when you get married or when you have a kid, or that's when you need life insurance because it replaces your income that they're counting on, whether it's to you know, put food in their bellies or whether it's to send them to college or whether it's to pay the mortgage. So that's just out there, and that's something we need to you know, continue to digest. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Google has had a recent wake up. Big strategy to steal advertising money from broadcast TV. Hmm. People under 35 watch a lot of YouTube. Will there be competitors to YouTube? You betcha. And now you're starting to see companies like CBS say, we need to get more online streaming oriented. Otherwise, companies like Google and YouTube are going to eat us. Take a break. Find me online at robblack.com. Big event coming up. You can learn more about it. It's in Redwood Shores at robblack.com. And we were bound to the city light lights are falling to that night From the storm What's your fear? Cause when you were calling And I was like that So one of the things that I like to do is think. And people laugh at me when I say that out loud. I refer to it as a hobby. <laughs> I like to sit around and think. Um, no, this doesn't involve copious amounts of alcohol or drugs. This involves just sitting around and unplugging a bit and thinking. There's a lot of big tech companies, is one of my thoughts, that used to be tech companies that really aren't anymore. There was a day and age where Ford was a tech company and GM was a tech company, but they're not. You don't think of them as. So we need to kind of redefine what we think about Intel and Hewlett-Packard and eBay and Symantec. 
You know, Symantec's decided to split parts of its company apart. Hewlett-Packard has decided to split parts of its company apart. eBay said, you know what, we need to split PayPal away so that they can do their thing. So as a thinker, this is a trend, and you should notice it and, and really conquer it. Um, if you're a tech company that's 20 years old, you're probably not a tech company anymore on a lot of levels. And Apple isn't a tech company anymore. I mean, they're just serving the masses at this point in time. They're not breaking new ground on a lot of things. They're trying. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they're trying. It's kind of a sign of evolution, though. The tech industry is changing. And HP, like when they announced that they're going to split their printers off with their toner and their computers, and they're going to focus on the enterprise and you know cloud, two very separate kind of businesses, there's a little bit of sadness. But they're a large multinational company at this point in time. And startups target them. And being small and lean is a lot easier to maneuver technology and new things than in a big company is. It's fair to say HP missed 3D printing. They didn't have to. But smaller companies came in and did it. You know, a lot of activist investors will circle these kind of companies. Like Cisco. At one point in time, they were like the router king of the world. They were the sultan of switches. The ruler of routers. And I, I remember seeing them at a tech conference. It wasn't E3, but it was something one of those kind of things. It might have been E3. And just thinking, good God, you look old. As a company, when you'd go around to other companies and see what they were coming up with, software, routing software technologies versus, you know, the hardware side of it. So Oracle, Cisco, Microsoft, EMC, um, they're kind of moms and dad companies at this point in time. You know, I told you I like to think. One of the things that kind of came up recently was an article that I read was like, my name's Robert. That my name will be, it's now a middle-aged man's name. There's no young kids named Robert. There's no 20-somethings named Robert. In 20, 30 years from now, it'll be a granddaddy's name where there won't be a 40-year-old with the name because the 20-year-olds will now be 40 kind of thing. And names become old school. My mother's name is Eunice. I can't imagine there's been a Eunice in 70 or 80 years, and oddly enough, that's her age. It's 130% true. Um, but same thing, like, sometimes you have to apply some just concepts to investing that you do to, like, you, sometimes you just need to think a little bit. Like, here's a concept that I'll throw out there. Do you know what the hell the company does when it comes to investing? Can you explain it? There's a stupid investor, one of the greatest investors of all time, a guy named Peter Lynch. He came up with a, a, a book, and Peter, Lynch, Peter Lynch's books are the best books for consumer investors, in my opinion. He would say things like, I found this great investment, Chili's, many, many, many years ago. Chili's was a, a, a cool, hip, up-and-coming restaurant. And now what are they? They suck. Um, 
with that said, I'll probably get a Chili's tonight for dinner. <laughs> get the best service ever. Um, oh, good God, there's roaches in my salad. Mm, yummy, extra protein, right? Um, so he came up with this concept that he, like, I talk to my kids and I see what they're doing. So I go to the mall with them and I follow them into the stores that they're going in. And his concept was, like, if the store has a lot of people in it, it's probably pretty good investment. If the restaurant has a lot of people in it, it's probably a good investment. He realized that he was too old. No, 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 no. When he was writing a book, he realized that the way to get the average investor to understand something was to to show them how it works. And in this case, he used his example. He's not too old. He was a great investor. For the record, he was one of the worst interviews I've ever had. I've interviewed Bill Clinton, Oprah Winfrey. I've had some of like, the greatest people ever. Um, not the greatest people ever. I've had some of the, the greatest interviews ever. And I got the chance to interview the legendary, the one, the only Peter Lynch. And he was a Richard. He was not nice. He was not kind. He yelled at my producer. Uh, like The segment probably started at 33, and we called him like at 31. He's like, call me in one minute. Um, and then the arm instantly turned on. And you're like, oh, really? You could have been nice two minutes ago, but nope. And it's like, yeah. One of the things that he taught me, and this is a good thing, is like, the market always goes up. Look at it. History tells you that. It goes up in World War One. It goes up after World War One, World War Two. It goes up after Ebola. It goes up after presidents have been assassinated. It goes up after recessions, depressions, oppressions. It goes up. It goes up after nuclear strikes, after presidents have been like. He's right. There's nothing this market has not seen before. And that's like a really good lesson to pass on to you. Anyway. Um, Game of Thrones. They're going to do flashbacks this season. Why are they doing flashbacks? Because they're running out of content. So they're going to go back and tell some of the stories that they wanted to tell originally, that they didn't think they had time to tell originally. And this is all just because George R. 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 Martin is famously taking eons to get his books out to readers. You know how seals like go, R. 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 I once had a dream that in the next Star Wars film, R2-D2 would be played by a seal. And instead of R2-D2, it would be R. 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 2 d 2 and that dream might have involved copious amounts of alcohol or drugs. But not my thought process. Anyway, you have to think as an investor. It's really, really, really important. I told my story in reverse because it hurt. Girl, it hurts too much to bear. But I'm tantalized by their legs and long hair. But if I could do it again.
Welcome in. Rob Black here. My name is Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to chat about, we can chat about. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com, rob at robblackshow.com. Um, sports fans. ESPN charges cable companies to carry their service. $6 a month. Disney Sports Network is the most expensive piece of the typical cable TV package. Typical TV cable package is about 64 bucks for the average American, and $6 of it's going to ESPN. Disney owns that, and it doesn't look like it's going to be an easy way to get out of it. Now, our government gave us health care. That yes, you can get health care, and as a 65-year-old woman, you can get pregnancy coverage. You get it. It's it's thrown in there just in case you get pregnant. It's it's cut. You're covered. That doesn't sound smart, does it? You're paying for something that a 65-year-old woman probably is not going to use. But with that said, it's the way they rolled it out, for better, for worse. You and I have cable television, and I always like to refer to the world as two people: me and a hot chick. The hot chick has no desire, no want to watch sports. She's doing her thing. I work out at a gym every day, and there is the best-looking human being specimen that I've ever seen that kind of works out at the same time as I do, but she's actually there an hour before me and almost a half hour after me. I work out for up to an hour, and I'm like, that's enough. Time to get a beer. Um, bit of a joke, but you get the idea. She works out two and a half hours a day. I've never once, like, glanced over and seen her watching sports. When I do glance over, she's, like, watching television shows on her phone. But maybe music videos kind of thing here and there. But she works out two and a half hours. Her job is to look good. I wish I had that job because, eh, I wouldn't be on radio right now. I'd be looking good if you know what I'm saying. Can you imagine... Your job being looking good. So anyway, ESPN has kind of got this, not monopoly, but pretty close to it. Like, they've got this relationship with cable companies, and cable companies have a relationship with you and I, that if we want to watch sports, like, last night I watched on cable television uh, the baseball game. I think it was Major League Baseball Networks. I don't know. I know it wasn't Comcast, and I was a little bit bitter about that. But long story short, I was kind of forced, that's the way to do it. Viewers are getting a lot more reasons to consider cutting cable. Like HBO said yes this week that, you know, we're going to offer a subscription service to non-cable subscribers. And the world went, hooray! Now we've got channels that don't need cable, like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, WWE Wrestling. That's right. I can't hear you. HBO, CBS, the Tour de France. So to get all those packages, it costs you about 102 bucks. I know you're saying, I don't really want to watch the Tour de France channel. But to get it, so you would also have to pay like for an internet service, probably 40 bucks a month for an ISP. Haven't used that word forever, huh? The streaming services available already are cheaper than any cable package individually, but not as a group. So you have to make that kind of decision, or you decide that you're going to steal it. 
it'll be interesting to see, like, CBS is going to charge $5.99 a month for web access to network programs and a library of older shows. With live programming available in 14 markets, it will not include the NFL games. So you're like, oh, so it's kind of CBS, but it's not CBS. You can patch together all this programming, but it takes a lot of work. So the NFL Sunday ticket package, which provides out-of-market games, costs fans $199 a year. NBA's league pass is $200 a year. So when you start adding this up, if you're a sports nut, you ain't leaving cable anytime soon. You'll be like, I'll pay 6 bucks for ESPN. But if not, like, why aren't we there? Why aren't we having this conversation? So when a recent business of mine just went under, I started a t-shirt company, I Heart Ebola, and that's gone. Like, I've started some bad businesses before. And I was selling my t-shirts exclusively in airports, and I thought that whole exclusively in airport thing was going to be a, a plus for me, but it turned out not to be. Like, you know the guy who sells the little beer bottles, or the little vodka and gin bottles in airports? Duty-free stores? He's one of the richest people on the planet who came up with that concept. And you're like, duty-free? Does he advertise on television? Nope. Does he advertise magazines? Nope, 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 nope. Nah, 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 I will not go four months. So he kind of has a captive audience. Mortgage rates, one of the biggest beneficiaries of Ebola and Putin and Ukraine. Mortgage rates are low because people are fearful of what's happening in the world. And that makes no sense to you. Because, like, you think of J.P. Morgan... Chase, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, and you go, they're going to lend money based on how things are doing in the Bay Area, or they're going to lend money based on how things are doing in the housing market that I'm in. No, it's nothing to do with that. It's all about the cost of money, and the cost of money becomes cheaper in times of crisis because people want to put their money in the U.S. Treasury, denominated securities, because the U.S. always pays their bills. It's kind of like a scene from Saving Private Ryan, where um, you just get that patriotic swell, like, America always pays our bills. Sweet. Housing starts rose as construction firms regained a little bit of their footing. Housing starts climbed 6.3% to 1.02 million annualized rate. The trend in starts continues to be up, rising 1.5%. That's nice. So at the end of this week, I want to pause, scratch my head, and say, what what happened here? There was a big sell-off in the past five or six business trading days. There was a little bit of a rally here, a little bit of a rally there, but there was some drama. Germany basically stands alone. And there's not a song called Germany Stands Alone, but... If I were to try to create a, oh, a dance song, it would probably be called Germany Stands Alone, of Wiedersehen. And the rest of the European Union, they're like, let's do stimulus, let's do stimulus, let's see who's got money. Hey, Germany's got money. Hey, Germany, want to stimulate our European Union economy? And Germany's like, nine, nine, yet, yet, four more months, no, no. 
I know you're saying that's probably the worst impression. Keep in mind, I grew up with Hogan's Hero, so Hogan's Heroes. So my impression of Germans is based on Sergeant Schultz, um, which can't be a good influence, right? That's right, Jack. It's Mr. T. It's Mr. T. Um, so I'm not a sucker for like waxing poetically or like getting all nostalgic and things. I don't have a lot of emotions. And I think that's really important when you approach investing. If this weekend you want to go out and see a sunset and go, that's the sweetest sunset I've ever seen. It's beautiful. That's fine. I'm not that guy. I'm the kind of guy who says, you know, jobs market in the United States looks pretty good. I'm buying stocks. When they go lower, I'm buying more. I'm just not that caught up in the moment. When I'm in a plane and the, the plane hits turbulence, I cheer. I go, woo! When most people are clenching their, their seats. Because I know statistically there's not a good chance the plane goes down. So I embrace it. You know one of the things I used to do that was fun back when I used to fly a lot? Was I, I used to pretend. I, I always made my flights like um, entertaining for the people that I was flying with. So I'd pretend to have like certain diseases and things. Um, I would like suddenly become a stutterer. I would suddenly become a guy who is super stressed. I would suddenly become like, anyway, that's how I kind of deal with people who get emotional on flights. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. Google, great Google and Moogla. Dropped 3% after reporting weaker than expected third quarter revenue. Great Google and Moogla. Um, Google's a good company. And, you know, the big question for them is, are they going to be able to dominate phones as they've dominated desktops? Or what, better yet, are they going to be able to dominate mobile as they've been able to dominate desktops? And a lot of people are kind of thinking, maybe not. So their quarter was good. When I look at Google, I look at their valuation. I go 26 times earnings. Here's a company that if I search for anything, I see ads. If I click on those ads, they make money. They're trading at 17 times next year's earnings. I think Google's a buy right here. And I don't, I don't think it's even a question. It's not a quarter-to-quarter quarter buy, but I think if you own it two or three years, you'll be fine. Revenue grew just 19.5% year-over-year. They have cost per click. They've got advertisers paying each time someone clicks on their search ads. They've got paid clicks. And these numbers are declining. The question is, will they be able to acquire new t- companies and new technologies? Will they be able to see them coming? We'll talk about that and more. I'm Rob Black.
some days I just don't have anything to say. So I'll just sing along to the song. Problem is, I don't know the words to this song. So I'll say, la 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 la, la 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. So Ebola was thought to be a potential um, terrorist weapon. Ten years ago, we did some work as a world global alliance for vaccines and immunization. Uh, GlaxoSmithKline said that a vaccine to fight the West African Ebola outbreak would come too late for this epidemic. But it would have been ready in sufficient qualities, quantities by 2016. So we've had an effort to try to make a vaccine for Ebola. It's gone on for about 10 years, but we decided not to do it. Um, the Ebola vaccines could, without doubt, have been accelerated to be ready by now. And we will get it. Um, the question is, does a, a large swath of people get taken out before that happens? Uh, fighting diseases is a vigilance issue. It's really not, you know, uh, something that can be done quickly. A public-private partnership estimates it has immunized about half a billion children and prevented six million deaths since its foundation in 2000. One of the most important things we can do in the world, and one of the things that has saved more people than anything else, is immunization. Get your shots. I'm always stunned by the ignorance of people who don't get flu shots. Stunned by it. Something that can save people's lives. They're like, oh, it gives me the flu. Let's just say for one hypothetical second it does. But if it stops you from giving the flu to a senior or a kid who, you know, doesn't have the body to fight it like you do, get your flu shot. So it's got magnesium in it. <laughs> you really think so? You really think that it's got that kind of level of bad in it. Good luck to you. So immunization's probably the, the biggest invention of the 20th century. And we still have people who are, like, ignorant about immunizations. Um, just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. So markets are up big today. And all I can say is, who cares? It's just one day. But we're up triple digits. Yeah, I didn't panic when we were going down. I don't get excited when we go up. What should I buy when we're going down? Utilities are great if you're fearful. I don't own any utilities directly, indirectly through mutual funds, probably. I own the S&P 500, so I probably own some mutual. Some, some. Help me here with the words. I haven't had a stroke, but help me here with the words. Um, yeah, so I'm diversified. I'm comfortable with it. I look at Ebola and I go, well, we used to have SARS. And there was a point in time where, you know, we had HIV as a crazy concern in the world. And it still is. Don't get me wrong. Um, and what do I mean by that? Okay, what I mean by that is there's always a boogeyman on Wall Street. There's always something going on. And you have to get over, like, oh, I don't trust shots. Oh, I don't trust Wall Street. Oh, I don't trust banks. You have to get over it. Markets go up 7 out of 10 years. I, 
my news director in television. I love him, but at the same time, he makes me do stories that I fight, and I, I don't fight them anymore. I do them. Um, like, hey, the Dow just hit a big round number, 16,000, 17,000. Let's talk about it. And I go on, and I'll say something like, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. It's just, you know, 30 companies that most of us don't own and some of us who do. Like, sure, how about Nike? You know, that's a great story. Disney's a great story. A big round number isn't a big story. A drop in the market isn't a big story. A drop in the market, here's what the story should read. The market's fell today, taking more risk off the table. You should be more intrigued by it now. So when markets are at all-time highs, that's when we should be doing the, should I buy now? It looks scary. But when markets are dropping, you should be like, woo it's on sale. Now, again, I'm not talking about individual companies because individual companies do go out of business. Markets don't. And when, they, when something inside of a market does go out of business, the market kicks it out of the club and says, see you later. Just throwing it out there at you. Um, Google's growth is starting slow. That's something, you know, I, I like the company, but it's, it's starting slow. And you have to say things like this out loud to yourself. Otherwise, you're not doing yourself, you know, a fair assessment. Um, you can't be in love with a stock. You can be in love with a woman. Ooh-ah! Which, for the record, Sense of a Woman, I think, is one of the worst movies of all time. Ooh-ah! Who does that? Another movie that I think was bad was Forrest Gump. Mom always said, if that guy was sitting next to you at a bus stop, you'd move. Life is like a box of chocolates. Like, you'd be like, okay, weirdo, please don't touch my children. Mm, moving on. Moving on. Um, Apple's event yesterday was pretty much a pretty big snooze fest. An iPad update, really? <laughs> iPhone sales in China, though, was updated. And they're great. Biggest iPhone launch ever. Apple reports earnings on Monday. We'll chat about it. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I've got a big event coming up in Redwood Shores. It's kind of a meet and greet, kind of fun afternoon. It's at the club that I work out at. Coming up, not tomorrow, but the Saturday after from 3 to 5. You can learn more at robblack.com. Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network. This station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.